여보세요? <웃음> <웃음> 안녕하세요. 사랑해요. 송리음 씨고요. 잘난지. 헬로, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to another episode with Ask Duo Podcast, where we aim to build better mindset for better relationships. And in today's episode, we'll be focusing and diving deep into the importance of mindset. Or better self-development. And what better to bring in for this discussion is a long-lost friend, who has gone through this journey day in, day out of his life, Mr. Kevin Lowe. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin. It's a privilege to be here. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, before we start off into the topic, give our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So yeah, uh, as you know, I'm Kevin, Kevin Lowe. People probably refer me to K Lowe. Uh, because of my big butt, uh, like like <laughs> what the f- I like, like J Lo, yeah. Uh, so although I don't have a big butt, but people just call me K Lo, yeah. Uh, so uh, yo, yeah, well, I'm Chinese, originally from Hong Kong. So uh, and my family actually and myself migrated to Australia about twenty plus years ago. Yeah, my parents took me back to Hong Kong uh, when I was four to uh, to pursue my primary school. At least I know have a fair understanding about Chinese, read and writing. Then I came back to Australia when I was 13 to pursue my high school life here. Yeah, so yeah, as, as, um, as, as life goes through, I went through a diff- uh, few different fields and jobs, uh, but mainly sales and trading. Uh, so yeah, here I am. Yeah, and from what I heard from Sam too, you have a few businesses at the moment too? Yes, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a re- full-time real estate agent. But prior to that, I'm um, actually is a roof restorator, mm-hmm. so mainly doing uh, roof refurbishment mm-hmm. and roof and roof repairs. Nice, mm. yeah. And you're still balancing that now, aren't you? That's that's correct. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. It's pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. So from that, we wanted to know what got you interested or motivated you to start. A few businesses. I, I, I truly believe you know like you don't don't put all eggs in one basket. You know we we probably have to at some point of time you need multiple stream of incomes. Uh, just you know when it's sunny day you have to uh to get the money for the rainy days right. And we're in sunshine state, but we some right now it's actually raining, so we have to have multiple income just to sustain when it's not um uh, when other jobs are not actually. Um, bringing you the income. Yeah, I truly believe that too. I just feel like either one, if you open up your opportunities, like if one job that you kind of maybe fallen out of love with, you can also got another thing on the side that you could also open up a path to as well. Like outside of just money, you could change careers or something. You've got something there for you. So I believe that as well. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, like with my uh, roofing business and uh, actually, well, if I look back 10 years ago, uh, I'll be like just working as a job, just over broke, yeah, job, mm. right? But right now I look back, it sort of gave me the experience to talk to my, all my clients in real estate because like uh, when selling a house or uh, buying a house, uh, people always come to me, hey, Kevin, you know, uh, we got this uh, uh, inspection report, can you have a look for me? And uh, at least like if it, I can sort of like get people across the line for a lot of deals. You know, like if you, 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 for example, if you're a buyer, you come to me, hey, Kevin, we're just about to buy this house and this is the uh, inspection report and they said they come back and have to fix the whole roof for 50 grand. And I said, hey, hang on a second. Let me have a look for you, see what's going on. At least we can rectify the problem and see maybe it's just as little as a thousand dollars, get a few tile fixed and then we'll just get across the line like that. Nice. Yeah, it goes hand in hand, right, with your real estate role. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good could be a good upsell too, you know what I mean? Like especially mid, mid-process when you're either potentially selling or buying or whatever it is, you can negotiate and work along with pushing the deal through. So I think it's pretty good that you've got that side venture there to help you, um, especially that knowledge too. That's right. And everything, you only got 10 seconds to impress everyone. 
Yeah, and also like a little bit onto the mindset. So when you started your very first business, what was your what what did you feel? What was it like starting your first business? Like, were you nervous? Very very nervous、uh, for sure because um I um straight after uni I studied business management and marketing at uni. So my uh my I started my first job、uh, like so my. First business was probably like the roofing business with my father, with my parents. Yeah, so at the time was because after a sales consultant job at、uh, various dealerships, right, and we experienced GFC, yeah, the global financial crisis, and back in two thousand eight, made me very ancient now. But um, but saying that like、uh, at the time we what we call a a home improvement scheme, it's just like you know, home insulation, yeah. So me and my family took that as an opportunity to earn more business. So, so we we took on the leap and start off a business and and go from there. But little little after we started, uh, uh, the whole program needs to be slashed、oh, because a、uh, few accidents occurred. So we invested thousands of dollars into materials and、uh, stuff. We somehow we have to make the repayment back, right? So I told myself I'm a trader now. And so forth. What what could I do? I work from inside to outside, from inside the house insulation to outside of、uh, repainting, being a painter for a roof. When that happened, when I slashed it, were you all like nervous and like you know didn't know what to do, or like were you like we'll work around it? Very nervous because it's totally different、uh, trade, and uh, uh, very nervous because like you know you don't know how people will look at you. I'm promoting a new business again. I don't want that feeling. People, oh, Kevin, you you changing jobs again? But in in answer to your question, yes, very scary because you don't know what the outcome is,、mm. and you don't know how to、um, capitalize the market, getting market share, and getting people to know you. Because、um, uh, that's why I think、um, consistency is the key. So、yeah. I sort of like、uh, adjust my my price a, a little bit lower, so I get more people to. Come with me,、mm. and then if I do a good job of every single customer, then I can leverage off that and go to the next one and build my business up like that. Like word of mouth. Yes, word、yeah. of mouth is very、yeah. important. Yeah. Was there a research component that you put into place when you transitioned from insulation to the roofing stuff? Did you do a lot of like, I guess, background knowledge and and review before you did that? Yes and no. Yeah. So no is because like、uh, at the, at the at I transitioned myself from insulation to painting. It's just within a month,、oh. so pretty much I have to jump into the、uh, deep fry pan to dance straight away. She, <laughs>、uh, yeah, I'm. I'm happy. I'm happy that actually I'm still in the actual roofing industry. So because I have to climb roofs every day, I'm thinking, oh, painting. Yeah, okay, okay. It's totally different game. Okay, I, I guess it made me、uh, my my mentality a lot lot stronger. Uh, but uh, in in answer to your question, Sam, like、um, to do a bit any research, I I haven't. But at the same time, I was very lucky to have two mentors to taught me how roof painting needs to be done.、Mm. So、uh, I, okay. I I followed them for maybe a good few weeks to see what's the ins and outs and、uh, what what needs to be looked out. And I I pretty much go from there. I learn、yeah. I learn it from my myself. But in terms of like mentor, because you started your own business and usually you're on your own, like、mm. even you've done it with your dad. But how did you manage to get to finding a mentor? Did you just go into like a community and be like, "Hey, does anyone know knowledge about this, this, and this?" Like, how did you find these mentors? Well, pretty much like lucky enough, I uh before I uh do a couple of weeks prior to I start my、uh, roofing business, right? I actually I, I like to talk to people. I I actually came across at a local Bunnings warehouse and I hey blah blah blah, <laughs> and、uh, people actually said oh yeah I'm a roofer so I sort of like, hey can I actually、um, follow you for a couple of days or a、mm. week I'll pay you money I actually offer people money to teach me stuff yeah that's awesome so I literally very kind of that uh, um, mentor he actually took me on board for about ten days and show me from the start to finish what needs to be done properly. Wow, that's, yeah, that's really、good. cool. Yeah, yeah. and it's so, so random that you met him at Bunnings too. Like, what's the chances? <laughs> well, what are chances? I reckon it's pretty much near to zero. But I really truly believe what in、uh, one one word is called law of attraction. Yeah,、mm. the more you emit your energy out into the universe, 
things will actually pull it away and come back to you. Yeah, no, I believe yeah, in that too. Because it's kind of the same as like mentality or your mindset. The more negative things that you're kind of saying to yourself or you believe in that's happening to you, the more it's going to happen because that's all you see. So the more you kind of put that positive energy, positive thoughts, or you're like, yeah, I will get to this point, then that's what happens because you're allowing yourself to get to that point, right? So yeah, I believe in that too. Yeah, it's it's so true. You know, when you uh, start off your morning well and uh, you exercise and everything, you're so positive. <laughs> but when you come to a roadblock, uh, a very negative uh, client, and then your energy just straight down to the uh, to the to the dirt, right? So you just have to. I reckon it's all about deflecting the negative energy as quick as possible, mm. and you can propel your uh, continue your day being positive. Yeah, because mm. positive and negative is only a very fine line. You know. And uh, all we have to do is uh, that emotion management is very, very important. Mm, yeah. Finally, it's like, you know, the glass half full, glass half empty. It's exactly the same. One person can see it one way, another person can see it another way too. So yes, it's yes. Like exactly like that. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and then it, people can feel it too, right? Because I was told like if you're, if you're talking to someone through the phone, if you think of having the conversation while smiling, the customer or whoever you're talking to can feel that through the phone it's also in your tone of voice in your tone of voice yeah so like you said if you're putting out the positive energy then most cases that positive energy pulls back to you and in this case when there is someone that's negative you can deflect it in some way and form right it's very true with the podcast too like if we're all saying this with like a mono face i'm sure you can hear it through the (laughs) podcast while you're listening to it and then if you're saying it with positive energy excited enthusiastic you can hear it as well that's right. Absolutely. It's just like when um, after a long day of work, if you if your partner mm. uh, and then uh, you come back home and hey, um, blah, blah, blah. And then if the energy wasn't well, I'm sure the whole night is going to be a long night. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you actually come back positive, both positive, um, and then things will go, go turn into different perspective mm. yeah so i it's so true yeah yeah that's really true well back on to some of the business because you you own or you run a few or dabble in a few businesses what was the challenge that you faced when you transitioned into like having one business to two business? Were there some challenges that you had to pivot or learn? Oh, there's a lot of challenges. Well, first of all, I'm actually scared of heights. Yeah. yeah. So um, for me, I said, like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I have to climb off. Okay. The problem with roofing, right? Or any tradies is about ladder. So uh, single story house is okay, but double story house, it's not about climbing up the roof. It's about climbing back down, down on the ladder yeah, yeah. because the fear factor is 100%. You know, you just go, oh man, how, how can I actually, it's, it's about the weight uh, transition as well. Which foot should I put in the ladder first? You, ca- you can't put it, yeah. The fear factor is number one, but that is my number one challenge is the uh, scare of heights in, in being a tradie. But uh, to run the challenges of running multiple businesses is about time management. I think that is key. So I, I, I sort of like um, have to time block myself to say, okay, um, you know, when we were in high school or university, you, 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 they time block for you, right? Uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., you've been doing this stuff and blah, blah, blah. But when you run your own business, sometimes you can actually get out of control. Yeah. You don't know where to start, where to end. And sometimes yeah. it's sort of like a lot of overlapping timing. Yeah. So I guess in time management is very, very is the key and uh, challenges that I actually experienced. And how did you end up learning how to time manage? So I actually, I will prioritize my, uh, my tasks, which one is more important. I need to do it first. And because um, everything is about prioritize the importance of that task. If I have to uh, put it into maybe a week, um, one month and then three months task. So I, I'll prioritize all those stuff and then uh, get the most important stuff done first. At least I know that one's done and dusted. Then I can plan the rest of it. Yeah. So then how, obviously prioritizing what's most important, but I assume now you're still running three different avenues, right? Real estate and your roofing and then your side gig. How the how like I see that and I'm like far out. How the freak do you do that? Like how, how do you, do you balance? Juggle? 
how do you juggle like your mind transitioning from one product to another? Like how do you flick that switch and go, yep, it's real estate game or roof game? Like how do you do that? I guess the the key is actually about visualization. Okay, so I will, let's say if I go to a roofing job or anything like that, I will preempt myself. Okay, I'm a roofer today. Okay, what I need to say to clients, I'm here to help people. So I'll have my checklist in my head. I say, okay, I'm a roofer right now. What I need to look for for these clients, I'm here to help out and give them quotation and so forth, right? Now, if I'm a real estate agent, I'll preempt myself. Uh, I'll say usually about maybe half an hour prior to each appointment, I'll tell myself, hey, <laughs> this is my role right now. I need to preempt myself. And I think music is actually is the one thing that I uh, help me to amp up myself. Nice. If I'm going into a um, a real estate uh, appointment, I'll actually. It's very funny. I actually will play some classical music That's in my cool. head because like I will sort of have that sort of bandwidth to go with me. That's the sort of flow that I will go through with real uh, with roofing and my sidekick is totally different uh, uh, soundtrack as well to me mm, yeah. that's cool different soundtracks with different jobs yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool so in in saying that i'll actually um before every appointment i feel like it's like a different chapter i need to flick to that page to what, what, whatever notes that i put in my head then i'll okay this is my role today uh as a roofer uh, i a real estate agent and my sidekick uh, because I, I carry myself with one word, I'm a facilitator, okay? Uh, uh, how can I put value to people today? So I reckon that actually I carry on with me for every single job. That's really cool. Mm, yeah, that's cool. One question I want to bring back to your time management though, because I'm quite similar. I don't have that many businesses, but you know, we do this podcasting yes. and we record, we got to edit, but I also do like freelance design. So when I block out time for myself and I also got like full-time job, so when I block out time for myself, I say like two hours on design and then two hours on editing podcasts. But sometimes you're on a roll, right? Like you're on a roll. How much do you stick to that time block? Because for me, I find that even though I've scheduled out my day, this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes I don't listen to my own time blocks and I'm like, okay, I'm on a roll. I want to keep working. And then I forget about my second job. So how do you manage between that? That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I think it happens at daily basis. So sometimes, let's say if I time block, uh, let's say five things I need to do and I will, and I sometimes you, you know you can actually get the things done or not. I will actually pick out the, the stuff that I really need to do first. Pirate, uh, what it comes down to prioritizing. Like a must do. A must do, yeah. Then I, because um, we're all, we're all um, uh, creatures, right? Uh, we only believe things that we actually write out. So I'll write out what things I need to be done today. Then I'll say, oh, then I would have to do those things first, out of the way. Then the rest, I can just have the flow of doing other things. Like mm, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good because for me, I, in theory, am meant to work seven days um, because I'm in the finance game. So time management and time blocking is a priority for me to some extent because obviously – with the role that we do, it's very performance based. So the you know the numbers mean a lot. So for me, my experience is trying to balance, you know, my main job as well as the podcast and editing and that sort of stuff. So I think for me, it's very hard to learn uh, and trying to obviously adapt to it too. Because sometimes you go, oh, okay, today I'll really want to focus on you know getting prospects, understanding what I can do for my full time role or full time job. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, shit, I want to do, you know, the editing or the side gig. And, you know, it's just, it's just doing it and, and learning how to balance it. I think that that's the hard part. I think that's also part of discipline too. Like how much do you want to lean into or eat into your next task as well? And then just be like, okay, that I've done enough for today for this task. I need to get onto this because it also has importance too. There's like that kind of discipline and understanding that self-control yeah. in a way. I guess we have to differentiate some stuff is called non-negotiables. We have to, uh, you know, you can't just like go out without brushing our teeth, right? <laughs> so that, that is the sort of well, like not. Do I smell today? Oh. 
I'm gonna wash this up. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like uh, coming back to the topic, I reckon yeah we have to be having as you said <laughs> consistency, non-negotiables, and yeah. also um yeah I reckon prioritize our shit. That is true. Is that di- the discipline is the yeah the hard thing to get used to? I think to. the challenging thing for me is there's too many things that I want. No, it's not hard to brush my teeth, but <laughs> I, there's just so many things that I want to do and so many things I want to learn and. I'm always so enthusiastic about everything. So it's just like, I want to do this. Then I want to do that. Then I want to do this. So it's like, I never, like I start something, but it's like, I don't completely finish something. That's what I mean. Like I just, yeah. So that's the time blocking thing that I wanted to get from you, which is really, really understandable. I guess like curiosity is one thing, you know, like we're all curious, you know, like as a kid, you know, oh, what's this, what that, you know? And, um, same as us, we, we, we're curious about things, but I, same as me, like time management, but also at the same time, getting the job done is very important as well. So in answer to your question, I reckon um, uh, time management, prioritize, but also just have to getting the non-negotiables done, like going to the gym, going to uh, prioritize. Uh, you have to have some me time as well. Yeah, yeah, which is what we'll ask about a, a little later in the conversation sure. as well. But um, you were mentioning that it took you about the better of your 10 years to find the right mindset. So we wanted to ask you what you meant by that. Yeah. So I mean, like I'm in the uh, roofing business for uh, 10 plus years, right? So um, that thing without actually thinking of my uh, career advancement and anything like that. I just wanted to facilitate people all the time. But uh, one day I actually climbed off. The, uh, okay, what triggered me to get out of the game is because I had a few near misses. Yeah. I nearly fell off the roof from, from the ladder, you know. And I, I, took, I, I, lo- I, told, I told myself, I was like, oh, wow, it'll only take one shot, then you're gone, Kevin, yeah. you know. Because they don't have any safety, no safety harness or anything, right? Like no thing tying you to the roof or anything. <laughs> you do, you do. I, I do use it as well. That actually saved my life. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was actually I was climbing the roof, right? Uh, double story house. Uh, luckily, I got what they call a um, a roof a roof clipper. I actually clipped the thing on 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 this thing here, and then I bungee corded. And then um, it was a very, very slippery day. And I just I happened to inspect this roof. I was holding a second ladder on the roof, climbing on the first ladder, double story. But I, little did I know the actual pavement on the driveway, they just painted about a few days ago. Oh. And they, they actually used the wrong paint. Oh, shit. So you have to have a non-slip on the driveway, but they used the full slick one. Wow. Oh, shit. So I pretty much like as soon as I stepped on the ladder, the boom, ladder. the whole thing just collapsed. Oh my I was God. actually in midair uh, by myself holding another ladder and just said, uh, help, help, help. And then, um, and then that was my aha moment. I need to get out. You know, things will always give you signs. And I think that was my sign. I need to get out. So when that happened, what happened? Did the owner come and be like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yes, yes, yes. So I, I luckily actually just pull uh, some of the, um, the gutter out, yeah, which I can, I actually ended up fixing it for them. Easy. That's an easy job. But it's about um, my life. But the owner did come out. I said, like, what's going on? And then he came out to straighten up the ladder and then I got down. Yeah, that is scary. Yeah, far out. Scary, yeah. Very scary. I, I go from zero to hundred in like half a second. <laughs> Faster than any car out there. Fast and furious, baby. <laughs> Fast and scared. Yeah, yeah. Far out. That would have been fucking mm. hectic. So, hectic. Yep. how did that start to change your mindset or f- help you find the right mindset? Very good. So I'm thinking. I I told myself because I okay okay I I really need to get out of this game okay and then I told myself oh what should I do okay I I have uh, five to six year, years experience in sales role. Like I used to sell cars for different dealerships. So I said, oh, I can talk to people. I can relate to that. And I, I don't want to be grubby anymore on tools and stuff. So I, oh, maybe like a, a corporate job would be great. And, um, and then an opportunity came around. So I, I sort of pursued uh, the career in real estate. 
That's actually how I got into it. So you just, it was completely new to you, right? You just had to go and like study the real estate and try and get into it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I thought, oh, people driving nice cars and, you know, earning good money. Let's get into it. And I can see myself in the real estate game, but it's totally not what you think. Yeah. But in terms of mindset, though, from when you were, you know, you decided to stop or not do the roofing as like a full time or the big bulk of your work, how did you feel when you felt like you needed a change? Were you kind of, did you feel a bit down that like you don't know where to go or were you just exactly like there's always opportunities out there and you just went for it? It was very scary. Like every career change is very scary. Like uh, it, it's uh, understandable, but uh, because I was still working uh, full time while I was studying real estate, so I, I sort of like learn as I learn as I go, and and, and then um and then and then I just like sort of like learn because every trade it takes at least two years to actually um uh, learn from it, and I'm very happy to, that I actually found one of my mentor in real estate. To actually go through um, different obstacles and different things, I can actually ask them too. Yeah, but uh, in in saying that, like uh, how I do it is um, just full time studying while I was still actually working on roofing, and then the transition was hard because it's totally different. And um, yeah, I I guess the mental challenge that I had at the time was uh, how how I have to work longer hours for n- not much money for the first. X amount of months to transition into a proper real estate agent. Yeah. Okay. And how did you help yourself get past that? Was it really just leaning into the mentors and just continue to push through your study? Yeah. Uh, I guess like uh, going going uh, going out with my mentor every day to see how they um talk to customers, what sort of um uh, conversation that we need to do, uh, prospecting a different steps and flow chart. I I follow them for about a, a good solid six to eight months before i can actually go out to have the confidence to talk to our clients and just on mentors because for me i'm very particular with mentors so i for me i have to vibe with that person before i can actually claim them as a, a mentor so for you did you were you just after someone that could assist you with the process and the background of the actual industry industry itself or are you like me where you're particular, you want to make sure that you have that good synergy, that good rapport with that person before you actually go, okay, can you show me the ways of what I need to do? That is exactly uh, how I felt as well. Like you, um, I think the vibe and also um, mindset is very important. If we, uh, your mentor and yourself, the mindset wasn't aligned, you can't really learn anything from them. So uh, in answer to your question, I, I do actually have to vibe them out first to uh, at least a, a good few visits or conversations that I know our, uh, he can be my mentor. You don't want to be follow the wrong mentor with um, different mindset as well altogether. What would be some questions that you would ask them or ask yourself to make sure that they're the right mentor for you? I would say like uh, how did they, when they first started the career, how would they actually start it? So if I can relate to where they came out from, I can relate to them, right? And then I, I'll ask them like, what are your goals in the next five to 10 years, right? I don't want to be, you know, like where they uh, five years later, he'll be gone and stuff. I, can, I cannot sort of um, go to them and ask questions because we're, um, I, I do have an analogy. I love analogy, yeah? So when we know something, we can be the teacher. When we don't know anything, you always be a student, yeah? So we, throughout our whole, whole life, it's always a teacher and student uh, mentality, yeah? So um, so in, in, in saying that, like, I, uh, I will actually ask my mentor about uh, how they got into real estate uh, or anything and then um, uh, ask about their vision in the world um, in the next x amount of years and then i can see whether there will be the right mentor or not mm, that's really, really yeah that's an interesting perspective yeah yeah for me it's more like i'm more about that that synergy and that rapport it, and and to some degree it's about can i relate to that person because that's important for me right it's okay we, we're similar in that in the fact that we came from this similar background or whatever it is but the mindset like you said is very important if you can if you can sort of if you can link with that person, then you, you can feel more comfortable to be open to them and, and expose yourself because ultimately that's what you're doing. You yeah, know, like you're, the type of character that yeah. they show. Yeah, 
the particular character that you show, but when you're learning, you're, you're exposing yourself as well, I feel, because you're, that's your weakest point. You, you don't know shit fuck all, right? And you're learning for a reason. So I think if you're able to be vulnerable in those moments, I think, and that mentor is acceptable of that because there are some mentors that patient yeah who who have no patience who are like fucking you know you're not right for this and and not motivating and i think that's important to have someone that can motivate you even at your worst times i guess it worked both ways as you said like you know a good mentor will actually encourage you and motivate you but a bad mentor will actually (laughs) distract you and also throw you off the bus as well Okay, so a little bit back onto the balance that we're talking about. So because you juggle so many different things, plus you have a partner as well, how do you juggle all your different work? You mentioned the time management, but then time for yourself, time for your partner, like your hobbies. How yeah, do you balance basketball, all that? badminton, shit. How do you it's do it all? Superman here. Yeah, I, reckon, eh? <laughs> I guess like you know, like um, we just have to balance. Okay, in terms of balancing out, like okay, um. To start off with, I do have a very understanding partner. Yeah, uh, she know that I'm in real estate. I cannot uh, probably uh, spend time with her all the time, right? So, but I, I promise her one at least one once a week. I will actually take her out or non-negotiable. No, it's a non-negotiable, yeah. right? Mm. At least once a week. But some sometimes I probably have to uh, do open house on Sunday and stuff. Then we actually exchange maybe on a Saturday or during uh, weekdays or whatever so but she on that on that regard she's very understanding so in terms of hobby and stuff i do as sam said i i love basketball been playing for a long long time he's a pro by the way i guess (laughs) jeremy i I, I hope (laughs) 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 kalo but uh, yeah so but i i guess like we uh we all have to have um me time you know yeah. you have to mm-hmm. um no matter what i reckon that is a non-negotiable for myself um like uh us guys we have to have a man cave why you have a man cave you need to have uh or a princess cave you know <laughs> you need to have to have a uh that is your shelter to be uh like a self-nurturing to recharge to recharge yourself right yeah badminton is a good way it's a t- good team sport that i actually share with my partner and uh, and our friends you know oh, that's cool yeah but basketball is sort of like a is a bro thing yeah and uh talk you know talk shit and talk shoes or whatever it's a good good way of actually um networking as well because for me i'm well i think you as well we're quite introverted right so how do you, because I don't know, do you know your, um, like your introverted, extroverted and your personality traits? Do you know what yours is? or I don't know, but I, I, th- I think I'm actually quite introverted, to be honest. But I, uh, to the general public, I have to put on you a face. To, yeah? yeah, of course. Um, but sometimes you, you need time for yourself. Yeah. yeah? But I think that I, I, can, I, I think I'm, I a can switch. Both. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can actually good, be man. being extroverted yeah. and introverted. But at different situations, I can just flick the switch and oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's have to be like that and get the job done. Because like for me, sometimes it's like you've got so much work on, then you really want your me time. So then you don't have time for your social life. So how do you find time for your me time and social life as well? That's a really, really <laughs> good question. So I actually practice what I call miracle morning. Yeah, um, because, okay, let's say, for example, you wake up, uh, a normal person wake up at 7 a.m., go to gym, 8 o'clock, and then you go to work, yeah? So uh, that is probably a good me time. But I reckon a, a miracle morning, what it says, like, I started off my day at 5 a.m. now, yeah? 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. is what, a, what we call a self-development hour. Div- uh, divide into um, six, in, in one hour, we've got 60 minutes and uh, 10 minutes on each of the area that you want to improve on. Then by 6 a.m., to 7 a.m. is my me time for exercising and the gym. Then before 8 a.m., I've already got a lot of shit done already. Mm. That, is, that is good me time because the, the, the later it gets, let's say you can't really get me time after a long day of work. You, you got exhausted and burned out. The first thing is to get up a bit earlier and get all the shit out of the way. Then you start off your day. When you come back home, you can relax. Mm. True. Yeah, so we work in reverse. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense because like I didn't know that concept uh, was it Miracle Morning. Yes. And I find that for myself, like I even tell you because he gets up and he just like goes to work, doesn't like brings the breakfast with him. Whereas 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I roll. Whereas for me, I like to wake up that extra hour earlier and I would literally sit there like nothing on in silence, eat my breakfast and just enjoy that time in silence by myself. And I find that when I start off my day like that, I feel a lot better. Like I don't know what it is. It's just I feel like I've actually started off properly. Whereas like if I get up, rush, get changed, go to work, I'm like, I feel very rushed and I feel like, you know, I haven't had that time to kind of warm up, I guess, like start up a car or like, and you have to warm it up. It's, I feel like it's the same concept. So that's really interesting that you called it the Miracle Morning. So it's actually, it's a book. I'm not trying to promote Miracle Morning, but uh, they actually, I uh, share very, um, a uh, few different letters with all of you. Like they call it the Life Savers, right? S-A-V-E-R-S. S for silence, A for affirmations, V for visualizations, E for exercise, R for reading, and S for scribbling, like journaling. You sort of like do a daily, what, what have you learned today? What, what are you happy about? And what are you not happy about? Because in that way, you, you transfer all your negativity onto the journaling. You sort of like vent it out. And then you, before, um, before your morning starts and everything actually align yourself. Then you have a good flow of the day. When you start off your morning right, you actually finish the day, uh, the night right. Mm, if you start off the wrong foot, when you come back home, flows, you'll be the wrong foot. Flows into yeah. everything else. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah. is that lifesaver thing, the thing that you're talking about in your first hour and you do those little sections, like the 10 minutes, is that what you're working on too? So the one hour, like, or divide into different 10 minutes, it's, uh, it's your own preferences, right? I, I prefer um, silence. Uh, affirmations like say I want to be blah 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 by the certain date you have to be really affirm, affirm about it and when you can visualize things you can actually get it achieved because our mind is the strongest thing in the world yeah and then when you align uh, after you actually visualize and everything uh, I, I do a bit of reading I personally I'm not a good reader but after I actually read books and stuff I, I, I feel like I have, I have added a lot of value to myself and I actually, my persona have changed to a better person. And exercise to get the blood flow going and then you actually think better. Yeah, that's really good, eh? Yeah. It's just like self-reflecting prior to the day. And it's like warming up to, to setting up a perfect day for yourself. That's correct. It's like you said, the vibe, setting the vibe right, you know what I mean? So that you can just flow through seamlessly. Yep. Yeah. No, I like that. I've, I've, that's the first time I've actually heard of Miracle Morning. Yeah. 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 Well, I actually encourage everyone to to read that book because the um the 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 writer actually uh, have encountered multiple challenges in his life, right? Uh, by the age of twenty one or twenty two, had a, a he he was at the top of his game of his own trade. I think he was a salesperson, and then he had a huge accident. Shit, huge accident. I mean, like from from the skull to the foot, every single bone wow. was broken. And then and then how could he actually? His girlfriend left him at the time. And then he was, he was traumatized mentally and everything, right? So how he could actually transfer that into what it is. And then when GFC hit, he lost everything as well. Damn. And then how could he actually walk back up and, and write the book and get stuff done? That actually, that's why he actually created this book. It's called Miracle Morning. Yeah, there's so many similar stories. I think it was like another podcast I listened to, Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know him. Yes, yes. He said something about how he also had an injury or some sort of like a pain that he was going through. And like usually it will take a long time. I, I don't know if this is like the right story, but it's like it takes a long time to heal from it. But he meditated for two hours every single day doing like the positive affirmations and just having positive thoughts and knowing that he will get better. And he recovered a lot faster. He was able to recover from that. So it's just like that whole mind thing, what you put your mind to really helps you. Because like a normal person may be like, oh, you know, I'm, I now face maybe disability or whatever it is. But this person managed to pass through all that and, you know, recovered fully. Because I really believe like our mindset is like a chipset in a computer. So if you put a wrong CPU in a <laughs> computer, I don't think it actually works really well. Yeah. So our mindset, if our mindset is right, your computer works really, really smoothly. That's, That's really similar to That's what, what Peter, Peter said. Yeah, Pete said the same thing. He's like, our mind is like a CPU chip. No, he said our mind is like a computer. If you put a virus in it, you're That's like right. feeding your body a virus. Yeah, and the it negativity. Will grow. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that too. And, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, so I follow you on social, so Facebook, or Instagram. I may have stalked a little as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I guess what motivated you in the socials? Because I see you post a shit type, well, quite a lot of content. And that's everything from videos to images. And it's always about mindset and recapping. Advocating. And advocating, yeah, for a better mindset for, for the day. So what motivated you to, to start that? Okay, I'm actually quite camera shy, okay? But the thing is like one, tell. <laughs> one, of, one of my mentors said like, hey, Kevin, you, you like to talk, uh, talk to people, might as well just give it a shot because social media is the next trend thing, yeah? So uh, maybe trying to do um, Instagram reels or videos to actually provide values to people. Uh, okay, I, I, then I, I was, uh, I'm a real estate agent, so might as well uh, to talk something into mindset because you never know when people watch your video can actually add value and resonate to your video yeah. and um, it's just like you're going to grocery like a conveyor belt you know you don't know when that information come ah oh, let's pick this up and then we'll, we'll uh, put value to their life so I sort of think of uh, the topics I actually got a list of Instagram topics that I actually that's what, good what I content plan yeah content yeah, plan that's awesome uh, and then I'll, whatever I uh, go into in my daily life, I say, oh, let, let's do a content about blah, blah, blah. And I'll write it down. And then I sort of like um, practice and see, see what the vibe I wanted to put out. And uh, some videos I actually have to take multiple times, maybe a good <laughs> 45 minutes for a 30 seconds reel. Yeah, that's what people don't realize. You, yeah. you, on the outside, you feel like they just took it out and just record like hey guys and then that's it and you post it but really you have to think about it you gotta plan it and then like it might not look right gotta do it again so that's right because like you know when you're doing a um outside on a really windy day you, you don't i'm scared of my wig where you're blowing away <laughs> <Your wig. laughs> yeah, <my wig. laughs> that cool hairdo you can't lose that yeah yeah so i mean like it, it everything takes practice practice makes perfect and also um it also comes with consistency so the more you do it, uh, you'll actually get better at it and you'll be uh, talking to camera. It's just like talking to um, a wide audience, right? So um, you, you, you won't be scared after, I'll say, maybe second or third time, yeah? Then I'm actually quite enjoying doing it. So just trying to, like, uh, uh, trying to um, let people know how I feel and help other people to, um, to go through the day. So the the nutshell of why you started was really just to, in hopes to help at least one person out there to be able to help with their mindset or how they're feeling today or something like that. That's right. Because like, uh, I think uh, the most rewarding thing is actually uh, people message me, hey, Kevin, thank you so much for your message. Thank you so much for your video. Uh, the very first video that I put out, it's got like, um, it's only got like 600 views or something like that. Uh, the most views that I got is 30,000 views. Holy wow, crap. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. good. I think that, like, uh, of course, different strategies you can put in place in Instagram, you can um, um, to, to go through with a wider audience. But at the end of the day, um, my mentor told me it's not about how many people that actually view your video, it's about the message that you put out and how many people you can impact on. Yeah, yeah I truly true. believe that yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Far out, 30,000 views. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really cool. That's good. No, but that's similar to us. Like, that's why we started this podcast and all about the mindset and all that kind of stuff. Like, even if it just, like, you know, we didn't get any likes and get any views, but if it helped one person, that's the main thing that we really care about. So, exactly the same mindset. Yeah. 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 It's just sharing the stories too, right? People's journeys and ultimately it comes down to that mindset for, for everyone to understand. But, you know, someone could be going through the same journey or even at the start of that journey and be like, oh, shit, you did it like this. So yeah. I think it's good. Well, like it's it. even you feel like you're going through this challenge all by yourself and you feel like you haven't seen anyone else go through the same struggles. But once you start listening to other people's stories, you ask them, you realize a lot more people have gone through the similar things. And to be able to listen to how they handled it or dealt with it it's just really helpful to other people like it may not be for us but like for other people who may yeah. be going through the same challenge and they're like oh that's how you did it or like i actually understand like that's how i feel right now so because like you know like uh in in daily life or friendship or anything it's all about that relatability you know when when people at the lowest point uh you 
when you listen to something you can relate to, ah, oh, that actually makes you feel better. Yeah, I give people hope. You know, uh, the 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 worst thing in life is actually being hopeless. You know, like uh, people regret it and and so forth, right? But I reckon a, a good video is is uh is a media for for us to helping other people um to be to have happiness because laughter and happiness is a natural medicine to life. So so true. Yeah. So if you were to look back in your life and journey. <laughs> What are the things that you would say to yourself that you probably regret the most? Yeah, because you wish mistakes you know. happen. So, like, what are some mistakes that you look back on and you're like, oh, you know, I could have done better, or like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, what are some? I would actually talk altogether probably not getting into the trading industry. Yeah, really? Uh, yes, because I, well, I, I, I love wearing suits, but I have to change my mentality into changing wearing a trader uniform not not disrespectful i i respect my everything and all the other people out there but it's just like it's a very tough mental thing to go from working in office and going to uh the trade industry hands-on hands-on stuff like that you know it's a it's a very very uh tough mental challenge for me but i think i just very tough in my mind sort of like Okay, uh, this is what I do right now. I just have to do it. Um, I guess it's called it what they call a leap of faith as well. Mm. I I say okay, uh, this is what I'm on role right now. I I just have to take on the challenge, and it, instead of shying away from the challenge, I face the challenge. Yeah, that mm. is very important. But look, looking back, if you ask me what sort of thing that I regret, maybe getting to the trade industry. But on the same token, without the actual experience behind me. With trading industry, I cannot help and provide value to my customers today. Yeah, there's a lesson in everything. Yeah, that is that is true, and it, I'm kind of relatable in some way too because I kind of started in the tradey side of things too, in the more automotive trade. Yep. And yeah, man, like even though I did it for I don't know seven eight months, but I still value that. That's an experience that I learned. And you can do life. that every day now. Like yeah, you service cars for us, yeah. like save so much money. It's like that the experience is is useful you know what i mean but obviously the trade i mean i think everyone's built for different purposes right yeah and think some people are built for that trade that physical demand and then some people aren't like you just said and i think it's just i think all the experiences that you take in your life has some value transferable value it's exactly the same you know i did paralegal for two years i didn't even study law or anything i just ended up there because all my friends did law and it was, I did it for two years and some people could see it as I wasted two years doing law, but I feel like it wasn't a waste of time because the values and the knowledge I learned from that, how to deal with people, how to work in a high demanding, fast paced office, how to work with everyone just yelling at you, just demanding things from you. It built me to how I work today. Like even now, like people were like, how do you even manage to work on so many different files and just be completely okay? And I think part of it is an influence of being the paralegal, handling 200 files of like, and trying to manage all the different situations and understand what to do at each file. Like, it's a big learning. So, I would never regret being a paralegal for two years in, until now, like doing creative industry. It's like completely different, but there's transferable skills. That is, that is actually really, really true. So, like, I mean, I mean, because um, whatever experience or things, it's your own. Uh, it's your own um, knowledge, right? People cannot steal your knowledge. It's like a vault, you know, you yeah. trap into your own vault, right? Every I treat everyone as your own vault. It's your own encyclopedia. People cannot access, I can't access to Sam's, how can I fix my car? I might actually lose my engine, you know? And uh, going to paralegal, I don't have anything, I'll probably just lose it in a battle. And same as you guys, you, you don't know anything about roofing. You'll be like, oh my God, I got a roof leaking. How can I fix it? So I, I guess that you're right, um, Amelia, like uh, everything has their own transferable skill. Yeah, you have your own takeaways from each situation. Yeah. But like in terms of like other mistakes, we were trying to also see were there any like maybe mentality thoughts that you had that you thought was a, a mis- not not mistake, but like a way that you thought you could have done better, like uh mindset that you were thinking maybe you had a bit of negative thoughts in a certain situation where you're like now i can see i could have thought of it this way where there's some sort of situations that you know you thought back on you could have done better yeah Yeah, and i think to help you 
I remember, so dialing back to what Millie said, you know how off the mic you were saying it took you a better of 10 years to figure out the, the right mindset yes. when it comes to just life overall. Yeah. Was there anything that you thought about 10, 15 years ago um, in terms of your mindset that you were thinking, oh, shit, that wasn't the right way of thinking it? Now I realize it's, there's a better way to handle it. Yes. Okay. In, in answer to that, like, yes, uh, 10, 15 years ago, I might be, um, I used to be in a salesperson as well for, for selling cars, right? So I probably haven't listened to a lot of people um, a lot. Like I talk a lot. I never get my customers to, to um, listen to their needs and stuff. But right now, I sort of because maybe from the roofing job because from roofing job, I, I need to do a good job people to to um to get referrals right but in, in saying that I, I would say right now i listen to more people's stories. opinion yeah, yeah stories yeah. instead of like talking too much because my, one of my mentors told me that like it's a two to one ratio we've got two ears and one mouth uh, that's listen, really cool yeah, yeah that's really yeah. good listen more and talk less mm-hmm. and so in that way i uh, i'll say that i uh, i've improved a lot to listen to people's first then i talk yeah i could relate to that i think listening first rather than blabbing your mouth was the biggest thing i learned too and i 100 percent put my hand up when i was younger i used to spit fire like out of my mouth all the time you know what i'm saying like uh and that was the biggest thing i always never did was listen to just sit there and actually listen to someone sometimes and i think you can overlook certain scenarios or situations when you just keep blabbing because everyone just wanted to express themselves right you know mm. you, you can't just be me 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 all the time no one cares a shit out of you man you know <laughs> no one gives a fuck about you yeah. Yeah. yeah and um um that's why you have to listen to what people have to offer first then we adjust and facil- facilitate and then in that way it, the whole uh, flow chart is much smoother mm. so you say listening was the biggest thing that that's right. Listening is the most important uh, trait you have to have. Yeah, there's something Please. I can't. I'm so bad at remembering actual quotes, but I watched this other guy. His name's Chris Doe. So he is a creator, but he also turned it into like a business. So he teaches business for create like freelancers, creators and stuff like that. He said the same thing, like listening is the most valuable thing because that's where you get all your answers from. Whereas if you keep talking, you don't get any answers out of that. So I believe that as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like when you listen to people, you have to listen to people's story first before we react. When, when we were younger, we always react, react, react. We, we overreacted and then we missed the whole point. And then um, that's when um, the result wasn't showing. But right now, uh, because I think customer service is very important. What is customer service? You have to listen to customers' needs first. Yeah. Then we help out, not to... Me, 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 and then we miss the whole spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also think that's maturity too, man. You know what I mean? Like you, as you get older, you, you're more mature when it comes to all kinds of scenarios. Mm-hmm. So coming from my point of view, hot-headed, so it's more about me, right? Reacting rather than actually listening and, and, and understanding the situation, the scenario first. That's so true. I think, yeah, the maturity thing is the huge thing, right? Yep. Yeah, and it you is. start to learn the cues from different types of people because you talk to different people, you have to kind of adjust yourself to talk in a different way, like different communication styles because you can't just think that this is how I am, this is how I'm going to talk. Like if you talk to someone who's a, li- a little bit more sensitive, shy, like you go, you have to try and nurture them a bit more. Whereas someone who's very business mindset, very like, you know, on point, you can be more straightforward. So you kind of have to learn those kind yeah. of things too. That all comes down to experience, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a really, really uh, good analogy as well. You know, Great War doesn't build overnight, right? It was built brick by brick by all those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah. Hard, hard yakers. Yeah. yeah. And then Rome doesn't build overnight as well. Yeah. 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 No, so it, so it built, uh, every brick is an experience. Yep. And then after a while, after um, our, our, at the end of our life, when we look back, we, oh, that's a beautiful picture, you know, that we built. I can just imagine fucking these hard yakers carrying this big ass brick just they are huge though the great wall i know i know i actually climbed it myself yeah yeah you climbed it yeah i climbed the great wall and uh very very tough like um at the bottom of the level the staircase was a lot shallower it's Mm. easy to climb like normal staircase as you go through each lookout 
it actually gets higher. Wow. So yeah. I actually climbed four lookouts with one of my tour mate. And then we actually made, um, it took us one hour and 45 minutes to climb um, four lookouts. Yeah. So on winter and everything's slippery. We lost With track ice, of time right? and they said, oh, we have to be back at the coach at 4 p.m. We'll look at our watch at like 3.40 already. Oh, my God. So how can we actually go back down? So because it's winter, it's snowy, right? We actually slide the rail oh. from, from top to bottom, 10 minutes. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Are you scared you're going to fall off? No, I just want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for this coach ticket. I'm going to get back. <laughs> Can't waste Shit. my money. That's, but cool. that's crazy. But yeah. I urge everyone, everyone should actually, um, once in a lifetime, check out the Great Wall. Yeah, it, I it's do. amazing. I do. It's amazing. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to go look at it because it looks Apparently, crazy. it's like not that nice anymore because it's uh, it's all like deteriorating. Yeah, it's like decayed and, and stuff. Age. But I still want to see it though. It's a good piece of history, man. Like, mm. Just to go. It's just like the 12 apostles. It's only got four left. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, when we went, I think there was like seven left. And then over the years, yeah, there's like four. four. <laughs> yeah, maybe three and a half now. Yeah, yeah. slowly. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, well, coming to the end of the episode, we want to ask you, I know you mentioned the, was it Morning? Morning Miracle. Morning Miracles. Miracle Morning. But we want to see your top three books that you would recommend to help build people's mindsets. That's a really, really good question. I love sharing my books with you. Well, the first one is Miracle Morning, yeah? And the uh, second one is called Atomic Habits, yeah? Every single thing actually starts from small habits. And also, uh, the third one is very important to me, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a very good book to start off as well. And we want to see why you recommend each one of these books. As, um, as, as the title Suggest, right? The miracle morning, it start off your morning right, yeah? So it gives you the right mindset, yeah? So uh, with, with, with the right mindset and start off your morning right, so you have atomic habits, all the little things. You can't just <laughs> go out without brushing our teeth and stuff. I'm using brushing teeth as well. <laughs> so all the little different habits will actually form the structure of your day, yeah? And then when we go into our, uh, uh, each role or each job, um, we're all talking to clients and friends and family. And, and every, to a certain degree, we all need to use our words to persuade people, yeah? yeah. In a good way, or not, not, not in a bad way, but to convey your message, right? Um, so that's why How to Win Friends and Influence People is a very powerful book. I would highly recommend all these three books. Um, how to win friends and influence people has been around for over 100 years mm, yeah. wow. so um, it actually came down you know a lot of different uh, centuries of uh, findings and stuff and still applicable to That's the under cool. the state yeah. yeah wow damn I would actually definitely want to try and read that yeah no, that's interesting yeah no it's good to know that there are books out there that help position your mindset when it comes to those things specifically yep and I think the biggest thing is books, right? People hear books and they go, oh, fuck, I'm not going to read a I'm fucking so book. I'm so bad at reading books. Like I tell them all the time, like I do want to read books. I get into it and then I just, I don't know, my eyes just don't stick. I just like read over the lines, but I'm not reading and it's <laughs> going in circles. So like I do want to try and read more, but yeah, I don't know. It's just hard for me to stick to it, but I can see value in reading from books too. One, one thing, I, I'm, I'm not a very good reader either. So I actually start off as uh, reading to podcasts, you know? Yeah, that's uh, what uh, I do. Uh, it's called the ebook and stuff like that. People read it out to you. So in yeah. that way, on the way to work or on the way back from work, at least, you know, you're driving, but you're still occupying yourself to learn, self-developing, um, mm. yeah? Mm -hmm. So you can start off, at, like you type in your, uh, the book that you wanted to listen to. Uh, you can actually go off that way. And I find that, quite interesting because like oh you're driving you got nothing to do you, you're just listening to them you're actually maximizing your time yeah and then when you come back to the actual book you you sort of like ah oh, that's the actual thing that they're talking about I, I i find it more more um more absorbing and also my my experience from actually transferring from a normal podcast uh to uh, ebooks to reading the book is like you have to, uh, you can set a timer to yourself. Like you don't have to oh, read a whole chapter or anything. Just set yourself to read at least 10 pages mm. every day. You can actually finish the whole book in a month. Oh, wow. Uh, Shit. Yeah. That, is a, that is a good mindset and perspective. 
and also um, um, play. Uh, if you put onto Spotify, right, they have a lot of um, reading music. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can yeah. sort of like calm you mm-hmm. set your tone to, for reading. I I find that is really really nice and absorb. You actually dive into the actual book. Yeah. yeah instead of like oh yeah, reading word by word is so I lost track and I closed yeah. the book. Straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I th- I've had a lot of people getting into ebooks now. I prefer listening than to read, so I think that's- yeah, I'm the same thing. I prefer. Listening, I think my eyes. I'll probably stab my eyes. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fall asleep. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. we we all like that, you know. Like every everyone uh, built differently. Like mm. I, I hate reading as well. But I, I guess like it's just like people are going to gym. I hate gymming. I hate running. But now I actually learn how to uh, enjoy running mm. and reading as well because they're both. You really take the first step to go to the second. The first step is to go to the gym. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then when you're gym, uh, you see a lot of people are working out. You have no excuse of getting out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? It's all in the yeah. tiny habits, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Atomic habits. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to a particular track this morning to start your day? Because this morning, I actually uh, because it's a Sunday, I listened to um, some Chinese music. Oh, yeah. 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 Which one? What's the track? Yeah, What's I, your f- you, you know Jay Chow, yeah. yeah, yeah, Jay Chow. I love Jay Chow. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, which track uh, is in Chinese, right? Hey, so yo more, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's got, well, one, one of the very first track. So um, it's quite a slow, but also that actually set my tone for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I uh, before also with playing basketball as well. If I, I depending on which team I play with, uh, if I want to be more upbeat, I'll actually play a lot more R and B songs and more. Um, uh, explicit songs, yeah, that's cool. Or Eminem songs, yeah. Then I will actually got into that rhythm. Yeah. You're rapping in the car too. Yeah, <laughs> rapping while I'm doing a layup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man, I think that's. I think relating to music in terms of setting the vibe yeah. and your vibration, mm. that's a good way. It to It really set does change the mood. Like even if you watch reels, if someone plays something with like R and B, like you can feel that. And then like playing classical music is like more calming, yep. more like yep. educational or something like that. You can actually change up the vibe a lot. Can I share something with you like on an off-topic thing? Yeah. yeah, it's actually, you know, like in, <clears throat> in Germany or somewhere in Europe, right? Um, same as human. Uh, you know, normally we, we have egg, right? Let's say five centimeter for one egg, right? Yeah. So if they actually let the um, chicken or hen to listen to actual music, mm. it actually changes the size of the egg as well. Actually, I really? did hear that. It was like yeah. a study that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like uh, also in Japan as well. So uh, the egg will actually go up from five centimeters to as big as eight centimeters. Holy crap. The, the egg. Because the chicken actually relaxed, they, um, it's a rhythm that actually they feel oh, has a good safety net so they don't have to stress. Because oh. stress is the main thing for all creatures and animals, right? Yeah, so, so I reckon like to set uh, music is, uh, uh, to, um, it helps us in, on a multitude of things, you know, when you're going into an interview, uh, sport or so forth I reckon uh, a different soundtrack would dictate the outcome yeah yeah that's awesome really true yeah one last question sure. before we end it is there any new business ventures that you're looking into that you don't mind sharing okay I, I would actually go into beauty and anti-aging industry mm-hmm. yeah so reason being is because hey we all want to look younger right and we're not getting any younger so um, we, as we go after the age of twenty, we're actually losing a lot of uh, nutrients in our. We're oxidizing our body a lot. So in fact, I'm actually in that uh, industry right now. I'm tapping into that market now. That's really cool. No, that's cool. That's like another completely different industry for you too. <laughs> yeah. Before we end it, you want to plug your socials, who you are, where they can find you if they need real estate, or just inspirational or inspiration. post. Yeah, sure. To. Just like, well, on uh, as my name suggests, my name is Kevin Loy. So Kevin Loy 118 It's my Instagram um, account. Yeah, so I'll, I'll post different things daily. And uh, you can actually uh, plug into my reels and stuff like that. And I'll, I'm, I'm planning to do restructure my, my Instagram. So uh, people will actually enjoy a bit more. Can't yeah, wait good. to see those. I follow it and I've... I told you directly off the mic. I said, keep doing what you're doing because it motivates me, man. Like seeing the shit that you do, especially from your industry and your day-to-day life. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see how you do it, how you balance it and still have the time to do you. 
Yeah, this man never stops. Yeah, man. <laughs> ah, it's really inspirational, and we really want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, today. thank you for coming, man. Such not not a, not a problem at all. I'm really privileged. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yeah, uh, to share my uh, insight and experience. I'm looking forward for a part two next time. Yeah, hey! always. Hey, of course. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right. And God. with that, that's the end of our episode. And once again, thank you, Kevin. And that's it for Ask the Joy podcast. Oh, Chung Leung Shi. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Bigger, bigger. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.